listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Good morning. This is the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. But I'm not Frank. I'm Emily Dean. I'm sitting in Frank's seat this morning. I have to say, it's a little bit snug on my curves. I don't think the studio's ready for my jelly. I'm going to say <laughs> Frank can't be with us this morning. He's got a little bit of a... His, what would you describe it as, Daily? Daily, I called you, Daisy? No, bit no. of a chest infection. Daily Thompson is producing the show today. Yeah. yeah, but we have to say he is still doing his show tonight. Yes. Tickets not, not still Daily available. Thompson, Thompson. Frank, it's Daily Thompson's not doing his show. <laughs> no. He'd turn up in a tracksuit bottom as if he was. Um, but yeah, we hope you feel better. He's giving his voice a little rest, which I think is a sensible thing. A bit like Liza Minnelli when she was on tour. It's that sort of thing. He's very like Liza Minnelli. He is. Uh, he was brilliant in cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm holding the four. You can text the show on 81215 or you can follow the show on Twitter. It's at Frank on the radio. I'm joined, as ever, by Lecoq Sportif. Thank you. How are you finding that name? How's it working for you? I like it, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I don't believe you. I do. I do like it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We also have Steve Hall in the house. Good morning. Hi, Steve. Hello. You've been away for a while, haven't you? It's been a while. Did a jail sentence, didn't he? (laughs) No, you haven't been away for a while. (laughs) I went to Australia, which could be considered a jail sentence for some people. Yeah. yeah. Once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you haven't gone... You know when people go to Australia and they come back with an accent? I can't bear that. <laughs> and they go, oh, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, I just picked up an accent while yeah. I was there. No, yeah. you didn't. You were there for like a week. Yeah. I get certain words that when I... When we went for three weeks uh, and the word... It's the way Australians say, around. Oh, yeah. And I st- it's like they're treading on a cat when they say around. <laughs> and you've picked that up. Yeah. Have you? Right. Now, I've got a lot to discuss this morning. Um, it's my train set, so I'll do what I want. Oh, so we'll mainly be talking about me. Great, we've got three hours. <laughs> yeah, not enough, <laughs> I say. stretch it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I've got a few few bits of housekeeping we need to get out of the way. Firstly, I don't have a cup of tea and I'm not happy about it. I'm just oh, putting that out God. there. Diva moment. Second, Hashtag. Secondly, um, we need to talk about Simone Cowell. Because there's been some news, hasn't there, this morning? I think we should offer our heartfelt <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> yeah. A, a baby's born in Bethlehem. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you'd call it Eric. Why is he called it Eric? Because <laughs> it's his dad's name, I Oh, think. well, that's rather nice, and I feel Isn't terribly it? guilty. No, I don't at all. It's a terrible name. <laughs> I just really hope his other gr- his, 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 the, 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 the mother's father might have been called Little Ern. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you what I liked? I was reading about this in the sun, which is where I get all my news. And one of my favourite details about the Simon Cowell birth, Simon got a British Airways flight because his private jet was stranded by the weather. It is only the second time he has flown commercial in a decade. (laughs) I have so much respect for that man. Yet more common ground for you and me. I now really want to know what the other time he flew flew commercial is. What's what's his bigger reason? What occurred? I think that was on his gap year, probably. He he found out that Uh Shed 7 were doing a reunion gig. (laughs) He had to get back. (laughs) I like apparently because he's admitted that you know some aspects of his lifestyle aren't very conducive to having a child, sm- smoking, drinking, mm. um, having a harem. <laughs> However, he said he's planning to splash out instead of giving up smoking, which would be the most sensible, easy way around this. He's instead spending two hundred thousand pounds on a ventilation system in his den. Wow. That's good. That gets rid of all the smoke. He's got a den. He's got a den. That's yeah. immediately set up for a kid, isn't it? Kids love dens. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a little fox in that respect. Anyway, more about Simon in a minute. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. I'm Emily Dean. I'm here with Steve Hall and Alan the Cockerel 
uh, Cochrane. Oh, hello. <laughs> I gave a little accent that time. Yes, I've gone very French <laughs> this morning. Now, we've talked a bit about Simon Cowell. I'm sure. I was thinking about his, uh, his bad smoking habits. Yeah. And um, pretty soon he's not going to be allowed to do that in the car with a child in it, is he? But luckily he has a fleet of cars, so he can yes, just, this is true. <laughs> just have one for the children. He'll have, like, somebody behind him in an <laughs> S-Max with children in it, and then he can puff away yeah. in a Bentley. Well, maybe he'll as... bring his own kind of ventilation system that he can smoke through, so he'll look like kind of Darth Vader. There. <laughs> yeah. You comparing Simon Cowell to Darth Vader? He can have it built Darth, into his clothes. Darth Vader's not that bad. <laughs> Seeing as he arranged for his two dogs to fly out on a private jet, he had a jet for the dogs. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. I don't think it'll present a problem. Um, but enough about other people. What no, about when me? I announced that we got the dogs cleaned, <laughs> the dogs' teeth cleaned, and it was two hundred and odd quid. People yeah. were outraged, but. <laughs> I haven't flown the dog about in a private jet, to my knowledge. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> no. look at the bills. So. Just FYI, they cost quite a bit. I think right. you might get a shot. I'll have to have a look at the statement. Have you ever been on a private jet? No. OK, text in Who if you've been on a private jet. <laughs> text us in on 812.15 with your private jet experiences. Have you been on a private jet, Steve? I've, I've never. I've watched Conair. <laughs> right. That, 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 that counts. Can I just say, yeah. there's some go. breaking news here. Sandy Waugh is pointing to herself and saying, I have. Wow. Sandy, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll compare notes. It's nice that um, you found common ground on Absolute Radio. <laughs> yes. Well, the common ground in this studio. That would be a good texting, though. <laughs> texting if you've been on a private jet and tell us why. Yeah, tell us what it was like and tell us who it was with. Yeah. I won't tell you that second bit, but so I will. That's a texting that really, oh, really is for the people, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just well, frank texting. As we're on the subject of the people and we're keeping it real, I'm going to tell you about a premiere I went to this week. Wow. Um, I say premiere. It was 9am on a Sunday morning. That's right. a bit of a rubbish time, isn't it? This, it was the celeb turnout. Let's just say it was a little bit Wincy well, Willis and the White Power Ranger. So it was still that an was official, the sort of. It was still an official premiere, though. It wasn't just the first screening. Are you questioning my credentials? <laughs> I would Someone. never dream of doing such a thing. It was a screening slash premiere, but it was a bit <laughs> White Power Ranger. Um, so I went to the Lego Movie because my niece Bertie is a. She. It was her first film, and I wanted her to have her first kind of cinematic experience. And I thought, may as well do it at the premiere. Was it a red carpet event? Her first trip to oh, the yeah. cinema was a red carpet. It was a red carpet. <laughs> wow. And when I got in the cab, I taught her premiere as well. So she was saying, we're going premiere. <laughs> and the cab driver gave me judgmental looks. <laughs> like I was sort of Katie Price's mother. Um, but we went out, we got to the red carpet, and you know, there were these poor out-of-work actors in those big foam suits dressed yeah. as the Lego characters. I've been that guy. Have you been that guy? <laughs> I can't bear it. The pathos is too much. Mm. There was one character called, I think he's called Emmett, and the other is called Wild Style. But the, these details were lost on Bertie, and she was just going, man, lady. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> awful, isn't it, after you've got dressed up. So, um, actually, when I first went to pick her up, I had a terrible moment, because she, she was a bit funny with me. She was a bit awkward, and her eyes narrowed a bit, and she said, I don't want to go with you, oh, which was ooh. a bit embarrassing in front of my brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. And I think being rejected by a child is worse than being rejected by a man, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Absolutely. It reminded me, I remember once when I was at an award ceremony and the boy band Five were there, and they all checked me out, this was a while ago, but they all checked me out, and then one of them went, actually, no. No. Actually, no. That's oh. my Richard Curtis film, actually, no. <laughs> That's, That's awful. Yeah. I know. Can you remember which one of five it was? No. But I think we need to find out, don't yeah. we? Yeah. I just hope it wasn't Abs, because I've always had a soft spot for him. Google images. Okay, can you Google him, please? <laughs> if he hasn't got hair anymore, I don't want to know. The Frank Skinner
Dinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Just to give you a little uh, insight into what goes on between in Midlink um, here on Absolute Radio... Alan has uh, taken his shoes off, he's got socks on, he's put his belt on driver setting, is that right? The belt has been loosened a notch, yeah. And he leaned back in his chair in a very loose way and said, who's going to get the Fulham job then? (laughs) (laughs) That is the kind of conversation we have. (laughs) Well, I thought that was all right. Who is going to get the Fulham job, Steve? I don't know if it's Magat or Magath. Okay, that's enough on that subject. Um, Let's go back to the Lego film. I want to know about it, but not with any spoilers because I'm going to go and see it with uh, Cockerell Jr., little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, he's he's worked up enough good marks on the uh, on the blackboards that his treat is to go and see the Lego film. I Um, hope he enjoys it. So do tell us, but no spoilers. Well, I think Bertie might have been... We have 3D glasses, and a three-year-old looks very old in in dark glasses. She looked like a mini-pops Roy Orbison. Very irritating, (laughs) even for the adult viewers. So I imagine a three-year-old being quite frustrated and annoyed at having something on her face. Hers... uh, Well, she's going to have to get used to it with makeup. But um, her glasses (laughs) fell off. And I want my glasses. So I had to go and retrieve them. I knocked over the popcorn of the little girl next to me. Oh, no way. That would have looked malicious as well. She started <laughs> like whining. Just a bully. Yeah. She, was, <laughs> she was seven rows away. It was just an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck your weight around, yeah? She started whining Show slightly. Boss. I yeah. said, I've got money. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> your answer to everybody whining. <laughs> Every man I've ever been out with. Um... So, yeah, so I think she was, there was one point when there was, a, again, no spoiler alerts, but one of the, the character, the female character says, you know, you're the special one, you've been chosen. And there's a big silence and then Bertie says, I want to go home. Oh. <laughs> oh. So I was like, me and Shaquille O'Neal, so tell them. She's not interested in the romantic <laughs> stories. <laughs> no. I want, I want to, to go, go home. home. What is this, Mills and Boone? <laughs> Yeah, she didn't like that. She didn't like the romance. I do like the idea of the Lego film, though. Do you think there was a point when they were thinking of, like, storyboarding it and one of them said, oh, we could put this scene in, and the other went, that won't fit. And they (laughs) went, well, it will if we put three of those little sort of circles on the top. It'll be all right. I like to think the Lego film is essentially the junior version of the Transformers film. Is it? It's not, but that's that's how I'm picturing picturing it. I believe everything. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a new Transformers film coming out as well? You know I still haven't seen Kez. (laughs) <laughs> Everybody no. expects me to have seen films, but I haven't. And Alan, that's why Alan gets very upset about spoiler alerts. Yeah, you can't reveal the plot of it's a film from 1963. It was spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Kez is probably you know a feel-good film for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I imagine. I don't know. But I do. No, I recommend it if you have if you have young ones. Yeah, because it's um, from the same people who did Twenty One Jump Street, which is an extremely good comedy. Oh yeah, I've oh. seen that recently. Yeah, it's great. That is so, fun. Uh, I have faith in them. Oh good. Well, that's enough to recommend it. If you're a child, I thoroughly recommend it. If you're an adult, go and see a film suitable for you. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. I'm Emily Dean. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about, we were talking about the Lego movie and I was saying it was my niece Bertie's uh, first ever cinema experience, which was very exciting. And um, it made me think of my own first cinema experience, which was Snow White. I, oh. went, mys- I went myself. No way. <laughs> yeah, I did. I went myself. 
Oh, you wet yourself? I thought you I, said you went yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Given my parents, that's not completely out of the realms of possibility. <laughs> here's why I went, no way, thinking you were going to go, yeah, actually, here's what no. happened. <laughs> let's say I, I messed myself, let's be polite about it. Um, right. It was well, awful. No, that sounds worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you say you messed yourself, it sounds like you're making a differentiation from wetting yourself. <laughs> and then I saw um, Gone with the Wind when I was about five. My right. dad took me. And started lecturing me about the American Civil War. Wow! And, actually, and Gone with the Wind is about four hours long as That's well. It's, it's, it's yes, he shouted at me because I fell asleep. With it. You have to concentrate <laughs> in life. Wow! Mm. How about you two? Uh, Do you remember your first movie? I'm not certain if it was my first movie, but I, I've been thinking about this, and I think it's uh, Condor Man with Michael Crawford. Oh, so relieved you said that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like it was going to go to a very dark place. Well, it is, because we came back from watching Condor Man, and... Um, Who's Mike- in that? Michael Crawford? Yeah. It's basically... A, what? Who is he? It's a, basically a Frank Spencer movie, but with him as a superhero. Condor Man. You know what? Condor Man. You're no. both looking at me really puzzled. Hang Steve on. Hall. I've never heard of it. I'm You've never slightly heard of worried that this was some weird dark play <laughs> that was yeah, just... I'm, I'm worried now that I dreamt this whole episode. <laughs> but worse than that was it's quite a light movie. And I came back and uh, found my goldfish, one, which is... <laughs> I beg your pardon? That was my goldfish's name, one, W-U-M, one. Is everything in Yorkshire have to be a three-letter name? This like was Kez? when I was in Scotland at the time, but oh, apparently okay. it was called one because I couldn't pronounce William, so they just called it one. I think they tried to call the goldfish William. I'm not sure of the story. Oh. I'll ask my mum and tell you next week. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah we came back and uh, one was dead. It's oh, a goldfish. No. So for me, the Michael Crawford film Condor <laughs> wow. Man and a dead goldfish are always connected. <laughs> who, who would have thought talking about first movies would take us down such a dark, <laughs> frightening corridor? It's not the a dead dark. goldfish cul-de-sac. <laughs> Condor Man is not a dark film. We'll get people texting saying, Condor I Man, I suspect, is not yeah. even a film yeah. because I've never heard yeah. of it. Michael Crawford. All right, Barry Norman. <laughs> I, when you first said it, I, I heard condiment. So I just thought the first film you went to see was some salt and pepper. I heard something slightly more alarming. (laughs) Well, can you... This is extraordinary. Did he... What was his character? Did he do the Frank Spencer voice? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. He probably did an approximation of it. (laughs) Oh, I've come to save save the world. I think there's a pratfall. I think there's pratfalls involved. The world's in a little bit of trouble. I think he had a (laughs) jetpack. Well, they've always got a jetpack. That's no boast. It's brilliant. Does he save the day by holding onto the back of a double-decker <laughs> on roller skates at some point? I imagine so, yeah. But I can't really remember because my memory is tarnished by the death of my goldfish straight after it. Are you sure you weren't watching an episode of Some Mothers Do Have Them and then just <laughs> looked outside and saw a bird on a tree? Text in, eight twelve fifteen. does the film Condor Man exist? <laughs> yeah, do text in. I think we know the answer to that. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a staggering response to the Condor Man issue. Have yeah. we? It turns out the the text in the, the week that the people have chosen, if anything, is um, does the film Condor Man really exist or have I made it Can you it up? please not mispronounce it because it's making me very tense. Yeah, it's quite important that I um, say it right, isn't We it? should explain, if someone's just tuned in and has had a line... That yes. um, you'd said this, we were talking about first movies we'd seen, and Condor Man was apparently your first movie, I, Alan Cochran. I, I came back and the goldfish one was dead. One W U M. And so, yeah, well, that's my memories, Condor Man. And I said it was Michael Crawford as, as 
a sort of version of Frank Spencer. And then you both doubted it, and I we started did, to Steve, doubt myself. We? we did. And then the next text was, Hi, gang, Condor Man was Gene Wilder, with an exclamation mark. And I immediately panicked and worried myself. Yeah. But since then, we've had lots of people saying it was Michael Crawford. It's definitely a film. Michael Crawford's sidekick in the film is also the dad from Teen Wolf. I remember him having a bright yellow Condor Man car. A lot of people talking about the car. My favourite text, Condor Man. How, how many have we had of these texts? About 400,000. <laughs> about 400,000. Yeah. Uh, Condor Man, it was a film and the car toured the country. It came to Dewsbury, where I was in the local paper pictured alongside <laughs> it. And then he adds, Lee from Dewsbury. <laughs> I love the sound of Lee. I, I love the sound of Dewsbury. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Times. I'm so sorry that we doubted you, yeah. Cockrell. There are well, staggering numbers too. of texts. Eddie P has uh, tweeted a photo uh, <laughs> to us of, of Condor Man. That's Good. time and well it, spent, Eddie It looks P. like Liberace cross with a butterfly. It's a really amazing <laughs> And to the many costume. people that have texted and emailed saying, Google it or look on IMDb, we don't. We have you for that. <laughs> yeah. That's your, yeah. Hour, yeah. your hour search Well, the touchingly, 998 has texted just to say RIP1. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Gone it's, but not forgotten. It's quite a long time ago. Get over it. <laughs> um, Steve Hall... What was your first movie? What? Now, knowing you, I reckon, what do you think, Cockrell? It's got to be sci-fi Donkey based. Punch, Hard Candy, <laughs> something really <laughs> harrowing, something awful. No, it was Skeaky. It would have been a Close Encounters Hell type Razor. thing. It was... Uh, what was it, well, Steve? I Put us out of our misery. For a long time, I th- I, the first one I, I attended as a as a sentient-ish being was as E.T. A, as a centaur. <laughs> you I kept on getting kicked out, kicked, kicked out all the time as Mr. Tumnus. It never really worked out. I was E.T. I went, I went, well, I thought it was E.T. until very recently. I was chatting to my mum and she said, well, technically, the first film that I went to see when I was in my mum's tummy oh. uh, when, oh. about two weeks before I was born was apparently Emmanuel. Wow. Oh, okay. My mum and dad went to see... It's, it's the Hang ideal on. date for an eight-and-a-half-month-old... <laughs> eight-and-a-half-month eight pregnant board. lady <laughs> is Emmanuel. But my dad insists he didn't know what because they were taking their French friend Roz and they thought oh, oh we'll take her to see a, a Can nice I just French say, film I don't like the sound of their relationship with the French friend Roz that's <laughs> all I'm saying a couple taking their French friend Roz to what's effectively a soft porn movie but they did not yeah. know that Frank will be what? very disappointed if you're listening at home Frank I know you're a big fan of Emmanuel and is all in it he is <laughs> Well, I, and I'd like to think it maybe shaped me to the Lothario that I am now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, fil- the filthy creep I am is now explained. <laughs> by, uh... You are the so it's either Eman- filthy creep. Yeah, it's either Emmanuel or E.T. That's the choice um, I make most nights with a date. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. You can text us in on 8.12.15 this morning. We should say, actually, I'd be quite interested to know, just me, not the boys, uh, what your first film was. And keep it clean. Well, we have actually received some text messages based on some of the other strands that we're already spinning today. Lovely. Um, Very nice to hear Steve Hall's dulcet tones. I have a question. How many Valentine's cards did you all send and receive? (gasps) I should imagine Emily's hands are cramped from repeated envelope (laughs) opening. I got one card from my husband, but so desperately wanted one from a secret admirer. That's from Jules, 820. Oh, well, Jules. Um, I've had a few. And what about Valentine's Day? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what happens when you work in the fashion industry 
is that PRs... Let's bond. Let's bond with the people. Oh, yeah. What they tend to do... Yeah, you still haven't texted in your private jet experiences, 8, 12, well, 15. Well, you say that, they have. Oh, OK. <laughs> I was coming to that. <laughs> still got Sandy Wars. Yes. She's, she's not told anyone about that. She's saving that for autobiography. Indeed. No, your Valentines. <laughs> OK, my Valentines. So people tend to send you flowers, so you get all excited, and the man comes up and goes, flowers for Emily, and everyone turns around. Nice. And then it's just from Lucy at L'Oreal or whatever. It's very depressing. Hashtag first world problem. Yeah. <laughs> I said to one of the girls who works with me, I said, oh, did you get a nice uh, present from your, from your boyfriend today on Valentine's Day? She went, he gave me a paracetamol. Nice. Which I thought was very romantic. <laughs> oh, is this one of those jokes? Is he going to do a no. joke of like, oh, so you definitely haven't got a headache, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, is it one of those? Is that what he's up to? No, but well done for doing that, Jane. <laughs> um... Have we got time to head into email corner, do you think? Yeah, let's do that. It wouldn't be right if we didn't play the jingle. Email corner. I went for a slightly Mancunian harmony yeah, there. Yeah, there was a very, there email corner. Shades of, shades of Marky Smith. Thanks like very you much. I won't um, have you drowning out Frank's little Birmingham voice, though. I'll try not to next time. Um, <laughs> uh, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm a long-term reader of the show and I've always wanted to email but could never think of what to write until now. Mm. While driving home a few days ago, I found myself having an, um, an argument with an imaginary police officer that had pulled me over because I had my fog lights on when it was only slightly foggy. Bearing in mind this never happened, the imaginary argument then went on for about ten minutes. I find myself doing this quite often. <laughs> I think of possible scenarios that could happen in the near future. Then I play out multiple strategies in my mind to figure out the best way to handle the situation if it comes true. Is this just something I do, or have you ever found yourself doing the same? Insert praise, non-praise here. Uh, kind regards, Chris from Hornsey. Hornsey? Hornsey? Oh, lovely. Um, yes. I have to say I totally relate to this. Me too. Do you? Absolutely. 100%. Oh, we yes. all do, Chris. This is a phenomenon. Can I tell you what I do? I, I regularly have imaginary arguments, and it mm. always results in me saying very triumphantly, if they've pulled me over for drink driving, I haven't had a drink in over 20 years, officer. <laughs> Actually, that isn't true. Though, no, is it? it was last night normally, <laughs> but I still and I sometimes say I imagine I'm not wearing a seatbelt when I always wear a seatbelt. But <laughs> right. I like to imagine I'm not wearing one, and that the officer pulls me over and I say I'm pregnant <laughs> in an angry tone of voice. So I think that allows no. you to not wear a seatbelt. I don't think it does either. <laughs> but I think Chris has summed up my life. This is how I live my life. This this nervous planning arguments yeah, for, for anything low. If it's a debit card transaction for less than five pounds for any reason, I find I have to invent the argument to justify it. If it's a cab ride of quite a short distance, right. just in case they might say, oh, it's, it's only down the road, mate. I, 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 I'm always ready with, I'm recovering from a broken leg or something like that. Uh, any kind of refund or return. Oh, yes. You have to have some whole backstory. So what sort Absolutely. of thing would you have then? You'd have well, a, a, a backstory prepared. Yeah, it would be often trying to blame it on someone else. I, mean, I bought it for my wife. She, she didn't like it. And, uh, you know, the marriage has been struggling. And, uh, <laughs> Do you ever find yourself having an imaginary argument and then just saying one sentence of it out loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you're on a train platform and you go, I can speak to trading standards. And everyone's looking yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll find Ocean Colour Scene were quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ocean Colour Scene. Get the box set. 21. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's worth getting. Anyway. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
You're listening to Emily Dean. I'm standing in for Frank Skinner this morning. You can text us on 812.15 and you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. That sounded quite professional, didn't it? It sounded very, very nice. professional. Like very. a proper DJ. Like Sarah Which, Kennedy yeah. or one of those ones. We don't have to recap on the various text-ins that we've got spinning, do we? We have so many plates in the air. The what have we got? We should say well, there's... Well, we've, I think we've answered fairly fully that uh, Condor Man was a film, did exist, and it was yeah. Michael Crawford. Um, we've also got uh, Chris from Hornsby's uh, fake scenarios. Hornsey. Hornsey. Oh, right, someone's yeah, texted someone's... saying Chris from Hornsby. Yeah, makes him sound um, like he's a model railway. <laughs> this, I, this I really like. Fake scenarios. I even start to get emotional, proper emotional. <laughs> Be angry or sad or giggly. But my favourite one is when I'm on a quiz show and they ask me all the questions that I know the answer to. I feel awesome then. That's from Jane. Um, I actually caught myself having an imaginary conversation with a used car salesman in my head. Cause Did I've you? Been, I've been looking at changing car and... Uh, and I was sort of going, well, I'm a cash buyer. I don't see loads of other buyers knocking on the door right now. Well, and your voice dropped eight octaves <laughs> yeah, for some I went, reason. I went a bit wide boy and weird. What, what's become of me in this imagination game? We um, should say Frank used to sit on the toilet and regularly imagine... What did he imagine? He was a football manager? Yes. I think I, I believe that's why Amazing. I'm on the toilet. I don't know. Uh, we've also got Have You Ever Been on a Private Jet, which is the less popular of the textings. <laughs> That's um, my demographic. But Simon Page has texted, I deliver catering to private <gasps> jets all the time. Lovely. I get to go on some amazing planes. <gasps> I'm on way to Luton to deliver some now. One plane we cater for even has a dance floor on it. <gasps> wow. I bet he looks good on it. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Apart from when it's coming into land. <laughs> what so. I found about the private jet was um, you can ring ahead with the rider, and mine was Haribo's. No. Yeah, Fabulous. I asked for that and like, there were trays of them everywhere. We need more of these posh, <laughs> posh sort of claims to fame texting things. So, <laughs> nice. What's your favourite caviar? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not my lifestyle. I've only done it once. Well, um, yeah, we've also got uh, what were people's first film. Oh, yeah. Yes. The other plates. Um, uh, and Marcus from Newbury said his, his mum took him to see Far From the Madding Crowd when he was five. Okay. And he had been seen as a sheep falling off a cliff and he screamed the cinema down. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Ian Martin has tweeted to say that his uh, first film was Flash, and he very explicitly says, not Flesh, Flash, Gordon. <laughs> no, Flesh was what your parents took Rolls to see <laughs> yeah. in the cinema, your, their French not. friend. Your parents took you to see Emmanuel whilst you were in your mother. Uh, Gordon from St Albans has said, my mum took me to the 1962 t Scottish Cup final while she was eight <laughs> months pregnant. <laughs> I love and that woman. I hope she didn't travel from St Albans to the 1962 <laughs> Scottish Cup final, because that would have been a weird week on the train <laughs> and eight months pregnant oh awful um i tell you what we haven't talked about this morning we haven't talked about davina oh my goodness what, what an incredible lady it's <laughs> genuinely amazing i i meant I, sorry I, are I, we I, on the one show i said i know oh, he was to looking say at you <laughs> he meant he meant what an incredible lady you what are an the smoothness lady. with which you change subjects on commercial <laughs> radio what an incredible lady you are emily and you said lady Come which on, i emily. can't tolerate <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because I, I've, I love, I've fancied Davina since since the days of Man O oh Man oh, on late night ITV. Call him a filthy creep. That's that's what the people want. You've got to Daisy. Give them what we they need want. a filthy creep jingle. Can it just be Steve Hall's voice? <laughs> the filthy creep jingle sounds like a bell that needs to be attached around my neck so like, people know when I'm like approaching. A Peter the Wild motif. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, anyway, as you were, you were saying, well, what a terrific lady or something quite yeah, 70s. What a, what, a, yeah, yeah. what a great, great lady. What a terrific lady that I fancied for 20 <laughs> years. It's, it's getting what creepier it, by What the is sentence. it about Davina that, that appeals to you? 
Um, I think she's very beautiful. She is but, beautiful. Uh, I, I think she's a, a, a genuinely good human being. Yeah. She's really funny, really entertaining, but you get that sense of she genuinely cares about people. Oh. This sounds like I'm trying to pitch to her. Hey, Davina, yeah. I know she's you're listening. recovering from having trekked 500 miles, <laughs> but if you'd like to see a slightly pudgy 37-year-old balding man on a more regular basis, give us a call. We can okay. get up to all manner of grot. <laughs> oh, Okay, oh, that's the most dear, disgusting dear. thing I've ever heard. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. What's happening, boys? Well, What's up, darling? Um, I've, I've got another uh, missive from the outside world. Oh. And, uh, and I, I think you'll like it on several levels, not least because it's factually incorrect. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> title is Blue, um, but he's talking about you being hit on by five. Do you oh, remember? good, I thought that might have on. been the second movie that Steve was taking to his <laughs> parents <laughs> in the private cinema. <laughs> Uh, it's a Derek Jarman classic. With Roz, that your strange friend. <laughs> just, to, just to give a slight recap, you uh, you t- told a story earlier about one of the group five looking at you and saying, uh, no. Was oh, it- actually all five of them. Oh, actually no. That was my Richard Curtis film, yeah, actually no. Actually no. <laughs> um, uh, email titled uh, Blue. Hi, Emily. I'm sure the boy band Blue don't know what they were missing. Let's be honest, even combined, they're not a bright bunch. <laughs> Stuart Kidd, and then his full mobile phone number, which is uh, commendable. Stuart, <laughs> I won't broadcast let's that. talk. Let's keep talking. <laughs> We've also had on the subject of the... It's, it's nice that the private jet thread is, is it's uh, remaining popular. Cat you from, see, I'm a woman of the uh, people. Cat from Bromsgrove. This is a wonderful story. My mum once told me that oh, I went on a private jet. I didn't. <laughs> However, it's created the most marvellous false memory. <laughs> I love that mother. Yeah. I love pathological liar mothers. That's actually how I'm bringing my children up. They, th- they think they've got an amazing life. Do you know, my parents <laughs> often tell us that we did things, and I doubt them now. My mother would say, say oh, Barbados. We went there. Yes, we went there. No photographs. <laughs> really? Really, yeah. you were in pontins as well, <laughs> in the rain. Pathueli. Pathueli, I believe Pathueli. it's called. Brilliant. Have you heard of that? Yes, yeah, a place. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Pathelli, yeah. So well, what else were we talking about? We, we were talking were about, about Davina, Boy Davina. Band 5, who I, and I did say about the Boy Band 5 in between links, didn't I? I'm going to admit it. I said they're not even the same species as me. <laughs> and I'm afraid they're not. I wouldn't date you anyway. Yeah. Okay? Don't say that looking at me. You mean five? <laughs> yeah. Give me a fish there. You need to join my species before I'll date Give you. Give them another chance. When the lazy days are dying, <laughs> gotta keep on, keep on flying. All the bees and birds are flying. Ah, ah, ah. Are you all right, Stephen? Sorry, I had a moment. <laughs> that was I got possessed by Jay. Extraordinary. I think I found that more upsetting than you trying to seduce Davina yeah, McCall yeah. on air. Well, I like to think they might get 17p and PRS fees from me, from me doing <laughs> that. Do you know well. what that reminded me of? That was like when Richard Maidley dressed up as Ali G. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was less damaging to his credibility than what I just did. <laughs> I think you might be right. We need to talk more about this and we need to talk about Davina. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, I believe five's people are on the phone to me. <laughs> Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Emily Dean. I'm sitting in for Frank Skinner this morning. We miss you and love you, Frank. That, that was actually sincere. There's no was joke. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was lovely. I, I love the guy. What can I do? <laughs> um, he, he is still doing his stand-up gig tonight. He's just got a sore throat, so he's yes. resting his voice. We should just say, if you've got tickets, don't, don't not go. No, don't not go for goodness' we've sake. We've all seen the show, and it's very it's funny. Excellent. One thing Frank doesn't like is an empty room. He's like me in that respect. Or, or praise on the radio. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, he likes praise. Let's get this absolutely straight. Mm-hmm. 
He like as I said to Graham Norton, he likes praise. <laughs> what he doesn't like is boasting about praise. All oh, right. Well. You know, so self-referential praise, if right, you like. Right, yeah, yeah. Love the show. Yeah, emails. exactly. Yeah. Don't say love the show. Um, um, I will say this. Yes. I'm just really angry with the wind. Not a quote from Mrs Cochran, <laughs> um, although it is, but we blamed pickled onions and that's, that whole episode has been put to bed. It's a quote of Davina McCall. She got angry at the weather, which yes. is a very British thing to I do. I love the slightly Alan Partridge way in which you delivered that story. It was I'm brilliant. I'm just really angry with the wind. Yeah. I, that's I, what she said. So this was during her endurance feat, f- wasn't it? 500 it's miles. so upsetting. All right, proclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think if you're doing something like that for charity in this extreme weather, like properly an act of God, you should be allowed to just fold your bike up and put it in a taxi like I do with my Brompton. <laughs> I do. She should have just got like a 500-mile taxi journey. <laughs> I was going to say... It's not fair. Because this thing, we should say, so it was cycling, swimming and, and ru- running. And running. Yeah. Is this correct? Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, Edinburgh to London. Yeah, she's been very candid about it. She said, I've been to some very dark places. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she should describe the north of England like that. I think there's some really lovely spots. <laughs> but it's it's, an, it's a staggering achievement, and the, the footage of her... Oh, listen to Steve! You can't, honestly! All right. Can't, well, it's I, God, you love her! Well, it's, I'm currently on crutches from a very tiny football injury. You know I noticed the crutches this morning. I thought it might be Crutch an accessory. Singular. It looked a bit Karl Lagerfeld. Autumn <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> winter 14, so I didn't know what to yeah. say. Well, I've got... I have five steps uh, that I have to go up to, to exit Don't mention my five. <laughs> Don't mention five. Really upset. Or steps. Actually, <laughs> actually, nah. <laughs> actually, no. Yeah. And I had to go, go up five steps, and it was a bit rainy, and my leg was hurting so much, I genuinely started to cry. Oh no! Oh, no. Earlier this is week. That, is that rheumatism then? It's. Uh, it's well, if it's raining, it's just really soft. It's yeah, just a it's, soft. It's just being a pathetic human being. It's oh, just soft. I, <laughs> I, I thought there'd be a really glamorous story behind that injury. Well, it, it was a football injury. It was comedians' football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, how did you hurt I've, yourself watching? Yeah. <laughs> so I've looked up. <laughs> Who were you playing with, Johnny Vegas? <laughs> uh, I've looked up. I've I've, ru- I've seen the space. <laughs> yes. I've, I'm trying to use the footballers' tennis. Oh, good boy. Uh, I've run through on a beautiful uh, through ball from Rob Beckett. Lovely. lovely comedian, massive face. Yeah. Uh, and I've <laughs> I've seen Russell Howard in the space. I've looked to, to put him through. I've felt someone kick me from behind. Mm. Looked over my shoulder. Nobody there. <laughs> oh. oh no, hamstring popped. Uh, oh, calf, Steve. calf tear. Oh, Achilles. That's I thought Achilles it, well, that was. Heel, I was it? worried. My Achilles is very much my Achilles heel. <laughs> That's was, quite glamorous. That's quite David Beckham. That isn't it? Mm-hmm. It was Achilles. exactly like Beckham. <laughs> it was, if anything, it was a bit more classy than when Beckham I did his Achilles. That. So, Davina, we have to. Can I just say she was joined on this jaunt by um, various celebrities along the way, wasn't she? Yeah, yes. Grimmy. Oh, was he there? Yeah, Mel yeah. Gavroich. And there were some celebrities. Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> a fantastic caption in in one of the papers where it's, it it had her crying her most you know b- bountiful tears, mm. and it, and the caption underneath read, uh, "She was joined on the run by Chris Moyles." <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about his thinness? Never mind six weeks to OMG, six weeks to Mortificado. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We were talking about Davina's quite impressive achievement, I have to say. Yes. Um, but um, I also want to talk a little bit about Chris Moyles. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what will go on with Chris Moyles and the weight loss? It's, it's too much. What's happened? Well, I'll tell you what's happened. He's, what he's done, he's dieted, <laughs> he's done six weeks to OMG or some such, mm-hmm. and what he hasn't factored in is the size of the head. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all gone a bit TFI Friday. <laughs> you know how Frank says Ryan Giggs has the look of a slightly haunted, deposed Middle Eastern dictator? Because <laughs> of the thinness. Yeah. Um, I think Chris Miles is one of those. Oh, really? I can see him in sort of military ensemble, looking slightly haunted. <laughs> Um, it must be quite a weird thing if you if you bat, it must be a really brilliant thing to lose all that weight. You must work so hard. Thank you very and much. And then discover that you look worse than you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you not so much. <laughs> no, you're right. It's um it's unfortunate, but the good thing is, look, he can just start eating gangsters again, and everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a result. I thought it was great that she did it, um, and I share her pain about uh, being upset at the weather. <laughs> um, I think it's. I suppose it is quite British. My wife and I frequently have a little bonding conversation where we discuss how much we hate the low winter sun. <laughs> do, you, do you ever drive into the low winter sun and go, why is this... Why Why is it so low in the winter? It's really annoying. It I hides agree. all summer and then it turns up in winter to torment you. I sometimes do that when I'm driving down the road and I can't talk. I can't see! I can't yeah. see anything! Curse the low I, winter sun. I like the fact that you're, the, the things about the weather that annoy you sound like a Philip Larkin poem. <laughs> Thank you. Why the natural curse the, the low poetry. winter sun? <laughs> what on the, earth was that noise? That, is the, the, that uh, is the low winter sun. It's just phoned it's, in. The I'm low just... winter sun says it hates you too, Alan. <laughs> Turns out that we've got a Philip Larkin alarm as well as out. an A.E. Houseman alarm. <laughs> uh, that's from a friend of mine who's just texted me. Uh, Philip Larkin. It's my friend Kitty. You can't read it out. It'll be full of swearing if it's Larkin. I can't read it out. I'm afraid <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. X-rated. I haven't told you about my relationship with my friend Kitty. <laughs> um, she always has to get a little word in, has to steal the attention from me. <laughs> C- has everyone turned their phones off, by the way? Can we check? Well, evidently well, not everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, and I'd like to apologise. Frank will be listening at home. He'll be very upset. But can I just say, at least I have a very pretty elegant-sounding text alert <laughs> rather than yeah, the, yeah. Laura, the clown car horn, which he seems to yeah. favour. It's a good thing it wasn't the crazy frog or something like that. Or... <laughs> no, or the other one I used to have, which Frank used to call Cliff Richard's car alarm <laughs> because it sounded slightly religious, a bit bells-like. Um, yeah, no, I was. I know what you mean about the, the sort of forces of nature. I, I sometimes get that. I've cried at the wind before. Me too, but that's the pickled onions. <laughs> um, sorry. But it contributes nothing to society. Wind? Yeah. I mean, I can see how rain, you know, it's, it assists the environment. Yeah. It's all part of but... God's great plan. Mm. What does wind do? <laughs> all it does is mess up your hair and reveal your panties. Well, fact, you basically yeah. sounded like a UKIP of nature. <laughs> I mean, the wind, it comes over here. What does it do? It doesn't do anything. It's lazy. It's taking away. It's taking stuff away. <laughs> Mr. Cockrell? Yes. That's my slightly creepy name for you. Yeah, I think I prefer the cocksportive. Uh, Frank Skinner's not the only one on tour at the moment, is he? Well, I'm not on tour, but uh, I am doing comedy clubs. Um, okay. I'm, I'm sort of developing some new stand-up. Uh, Lovely. After, after taking a little sabbatical for my acting career, don't you know? <laughs> oh. Have you um, seen him since the acting career? He's a very different character these days. He's changed. Aren't I? Aren't I? I mean, the cravat's a bit too much, yeah. but... The, the spats are nice. <laughs> yes, aren't they? Mm. Um... I, uh, he starts, starts to say things like, it's a lovely little theatre, actually. 
Yeah, although that's not the that, they're not the gigs I'm doing. At the moment. <laughs> what I've been doing is um, when comedy club promoters email or text me saying, "Do you want a gig?" I've now been saying yes instead right. of thinking, "No, I'd rather stay in my house watching Netflix." <laughs> um, so I've done a couple of gigs this week that really should not have worked. There oh. are certain rules to gigs. Okay, what are and they? Usually, there's a tipping point in terms of the number of seats compared to the number of audience. <laughs> and in an ideal world, you want about. 50% or more of people to seats. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did a gig the other night in Leeds and there was something like 40 people in. Could have comfortably put two or 300 in there. Okay. Brilliant fun. Really enjoyable gig. Don't, don't ask me why, just was. Mm. Just, and I did another one, much smaller room. It was in a pub and this is... You lost me at pub. Steve <laughs> will know this. There, there are occasionally gigs where someone goes, oh... Rather than have a function room, what we're going to do is that corner of the pub there, we're just going to put a black curtain up. No. And, and people will walk through it, and that black will curtain. be the section of the gig. <laughs> That'll be the goth section. So there's people on the other side of the curtain that can hear every word of the show, but have paid nothing and have got no obligation to not can, talk loudly. Can I ask a question and now? the gig went really well, it worked, yeah. but had 20 people that had just been playing five-a-side come for a pint, it would have been ruined immediately, because you wouldn't have been able to hear it. Like, there would have been too much talking on the other side and i did point out that it was working because it was in manchester had it been in yeah. yorkshire all of the audience would have been on the other side of the curtain yeah listening to the show going <laughs> well i could get it for free over here can't. i don't need to see it <laughs> can i ask you a question yes you may can we just be a bit forensic about the fabric of the curtain <laughs> things yeah. like this matter to me i mean i thought leopard print was too much but <laughs> no i'm assuming black no, it was just a plain black curtain like you would find there's no the, such uh, thing as plain black curtain was it? Can I ask a question? Was Honestly, it, there is. Please don't say there was gaffer tape holding it up. Cause no, I think it was. Um, I think it was railed. Is that? What was there a bit hanging down? Oh yeah. Oh, it was, no, it was all hanging so down. It was a curtain. What do you think it was flat? <laughs> no, but like a bit had come <laughs> oh, loose. Oh yeah, yeah. And the mic didn't work. There was all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Emily doesn't care about that. This is the <laughs> difference between comedians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People go, oh, how did the room play? What were the crowd like? Going, Tell me about the exact yeah. fabric. What was? Yeah. What were the curtain rings like? Ideal in textiles. It was really enjoyable, though. But, and one of the things... I mean, behind the curtain is a phrase, isn't it? For what people say, oh, I've given you a glimpse behind the curtain because you get to see the mechanics of the show. But this, if you went behind the curtain, you saw the show. The, <laughs> there was no behind the curtain. The gig was behind the curtain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I you should be grateful for the curtain. I've done a gig once in a Holiday Inn in Amesbury. And it was in the Get bar you. of the hotel, and there was just the, the only thing that delineated the space between the people who were having a drink in the bar and the gig was one chair. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they, was this gig run by a philosopher? <laughs> Can I make this one chair signify the difference between the payers and the non-payers? Reminds me of the uh, Rolling Stones in Hyde Park. Exactly the same thing. Oh yeah. Us inside. And then the tight-fisted people in Hyde Park. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Alan, what's wrong with you? It's too hot in here. It's okay, boiling. Steve. I know we like to do this bit off air, but it's roasting. It's getting it? hot in here. No, <laughs> I'm, keeping, air conditioning? I'm keeping all my clothes on. <laughs> Can um, I just say, I've, just, I've been learning from the jockeys that this is the thing to do. 
You just sweat all the calories off. Could you adjust the heating, please, Steve? I think it's been done. I think it's been done. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're um, what were we talking in. about? We were talking about you doing a gig behind the curtain. Yeah. Well, wasn't odd. that a film with um, Matt Damon? Yeah, <laughs> like well, actually, on the subject of films, we were uh, talking about the first films we went to see. Oh, yeah. Um, we've had a text from Cathy from Cleethorpes. Emily Allen, my mum took me to see Kramer versus Kramer when I was nine. <laughs> Anyone know a good si- child psychologist? Cathy from Cleethorpes, now 43. I think, I think that ship has sailed for child don't they deal with don't child psychologists deal with children and adult psychologists <laughs> deal with problems that you had when you were a child yeah, isn't that unless that she wants be... a child psychologist she, she wants to talk to a 10 year old can i say <laughs> that can be another text in what do child psychologists deal with on 8 12 15 we've also got ha- wow. tell us your private jet experiences <laughs> that would be quite a harrowing text. yes it would be <laughs> we've had, we've had a complaint about the wind that's one of our other plates in oh. the my wife texted in Noodle has texted to say the winter... Oh, he's one of my regulars. Yes. Hi, Noodle. Uh, said, the winter elements also gave way to a rise in crime. The wind stole his hat last week. <laughs> uh, Emily wouldn't approve, but I did give chase along the street <laughs> in a rather humiliating fashion, like chasing a knitted chicken. <laughs> of course, that's what it's like. It, see, this is what I hate about the wind, and I know I've said it contributes nothing to society. <laughs> what I hate about the wind is it's just... I was outside a hotel, and... I'm sort of self-editing this story as I tell it. But I was outside a hotel and the umbrella, you know when it upturns? Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse. Oh, well, I hate the umbrella, but I hate so the upturned I. umbrella even yeah. more. Don't hate the umbrella, hate the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> on, the, on the subject of nature stealing hats, I was once out running in, um, in a neon uh, yellow... So is this you, Alan Cochran, me, talking? Me, Alan Cochran, okay. in a neon yellow day glow beanie thing. Sarah Harding. And, uh, <laughs> and I ran past... a. A bramble bush, and the brambles <laughs> snatched my hat off. <laughs> and I thought, it's got a bit chilly, and I had to turn and run back ten yards to my hat. <laughs> I mean, I'm a gangly... I look like a dork, even when my hat isn't stolen yeah. by local hedges, but... Those like- are the bits where if heaven existed, that would be in your blooper reel when you get to heaven. Like <laughs> your best bits when St Peter comes and goes, Alan, who could forget this moment? Yeah. And another one would be about three weeks ago when I left uh, after we did this show and I had brunch. <laughs> I then got onto my folding bike and I was cycling to Euston and I took a wrong turn. So I was cycling up a, ro- a one-way road the wrong way. And so in order to get off that road... I too quickly turned right, hit a pothole, and went over the handlebars <laughs> on a folding bike. And I'm gangly. So, for listeners... I wish I'd seen that. If you can picture a giant spider falling off a penny farthing, that's what, that, that's what it looked like. I'm going to tell you what's in my blooper reel when I get to heaven. is me um, locked outside a country estate naked. This is Frank Skinner. You're listening to Emily Dean. I'm sitting in for Frank Skinner this morning. You can text the show on 812.15 or you can follow us on Twitter. What's our Twitter handle, Cockrell? At Frank on the radio. Oh, that was so seamless. I loved it. <laughs> I've got the Cockrell. I'm not that interested in the Twitter. But you hate yeah. the Twitter. Um, and we have Steve Hall in the house. Um, we've we've, we've had heard a- from the outside world. Have we? Yeah, we've had a text just informing you. Uh, yes. I don't know if you remember that you said gaffer tape about the curtain. Yes, I did. Um, we've had a text, please tell Ms Dean that there is no such thing as gaffer tape. That's a name used by the uninformed Ponzi people. It's duct tape. 
now 462. You sound like real fun to hang about with. <laughs> but and uh, they are entirely wrong. You are, are wrong. They yeah. are 100% incorrect. They are completely separate types of tape. Yes. Uh, uh, look, I'm going to... It's it's an industry thing, 462. The gaffer, yeah. I believe it's named after the gaffer on uh, in film and TV, isn't it? The lighting Is technician. Right? I believe I so. I thought you were going to say it was named after Bill Maynard. <laughs> The gaffer. But yeah. It's named, it's named after, after Al Murray, because uh, it's Lynch, The governor tape yeah. as well. I believe, I think it's gaffer tape is designed to be cleanly removed. You can just... Whoosh, oh. uh, and duct tape is not designed to be cleanly removed. Duct tape is designed to be like thrown at someone who then has to duck. If <laughs> Frank Skinner was playing Mowgli, let's say, and he needed it to do the nappy things up... Oh, yeah. Then it would be nice, it would be nice clean break when he took yeah, the nappies yeah. off. Nice. Well, it is That's nice. That is a, a, a beautiful tableau. tableau you've painted. <laughs> a little bit of nappy free time is lovely, isn't it? I know, um, I enjoy it. I think it's time we went over to Email Corner. So I can't find the jingle, so you know what I'm going to go for? We'll just do it. Email Corner. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. That sounds like your text, your phone is getting another text. <laughs> We've had an email from Lee, yes. who says, Ahoy there, Frank and team. I hope this email finds you well. I was watching the TV channel Challenge today at lunchtime, and Blankety Blank was on, hosted by a young, well, middle-aged, Terry Wogan. Mm. It struck me what a good programme this would be to be brought back with Frank as the host. Lovely. Mm-hmm. You won't yeah. find it hard to believe that even to be watching an old episode of Blankety Blank that I had some time to waste, so I went on <laughs> to put some meat on the bones of the idea. Like It'd a be a good phrase here. I did very and Blumenthal of him. Said it would be a good chance to have uh, Emily and Alan on as semi-regular celebrity guests. Uh, Emily as a modern-day <laughs> Lorraine Chase or Faith Brown. Thanks very much. And the cockerel as this generation's Barry Cryer. I'm not <laughs> sure he do does think? quite so many wind-based jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So should, should he start a campaign? Oh. I'd be delighted to be uh, filling Barry Cryer's shoes. He's a, he's a legend, isn't he's he? He's great. I've got him on the list for people that I'm going to interview an absolute legend yeah. when I take over that station. Have you ever done Just a Minute with him? I, don't I haven't. No, I don't think he does Just a Minute. He might. Steve's going to start talking about Dick Fiddy. Um, <laughs> Is I tell you, don't you say a I, word against Dick Fiddy. I think Frank would actually be excellent hosting that. Can you mm-hmm. imagine him singing Super Match Game, Super Match Game? And also, surely Blankety Blank nowadays would have an actual added frisson because all the blanks would seem like swear words wouldn't they yeah, yeah. <laughs> or is that what they did anyway pretty you know, much when I go on the thing is blankety frank oh. but, that, that, oh. but blankety frank would imply that because he, he's getting on a bit he just needs <laughs> something to keep himself warm I, I can't cards. believe blankety this has been frank said on absolute radio <laughs> these are shocking scenes today from absolute radio um what about just frankety frank I'd watch that. Oh, yeah. But it, There's you know, definitely catchphrases to be got there, isn't there? Being when we go Frank on, Frankety Frank, I'm going to... I might create a bit of a character and have a catchphrase. If mm. anyone has any ideas, they can text in on 8, 12, 15. Right. What about um, I'll dye my hair red and have comedy glasses. <laughs> what about the catchphrase, I came here on a private jet, you know? That, that would work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would no, it work might be something you. a bit more crowd-pleasing, like, shouldn't but would. <laughs> shouldn't but would. Or just pointing Frank, at somebody. Shouldn't but would. I'll just say it repeatedly <laughs> the entire show. And I might um, end up becoming one of the most hated women in Britain. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We need to talk briefly about my uh, arch nemesis. Who's that? Gary Barlow. Remember he stole a part from me in uh, Miranda. Did you know about this, Steve? (laughs) I have. uh, Although it turned out he didn't. It was somebody else. (laughs) But, you know, for the sake of a bit of fun, because I'm a real ray of sunshine... I'll keep the uh, I'll keep the game going. Mm. Uh, I like Gary because he's he's mm. had what food issues. He's one cupcake away from a popping button. I always think <laughs> he's uh, he's bought his wife a black cab, a taxi. Oh, happy Valentine's! 
Yeah, that's no, nice, <laughs> isn't it? You shouldn't have. No, really, you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think he's going to send her out to work? Is that what he's up to? Like, <laughs> <laughs> have the sales of the album not been that spectacular? Yeah. I imagine he's, he's quite careful I've with got the coffers. A plan. <laughs> Things Is aren't it, doing yeah. so well, Dawn. You're going to have to go and earn some pennies. Start <laughs> bringing the bacon home. Is it a legitimate way to just have loads of receipts that he can claim back against <laughs> tax? <laughs> yeah, just, wow, Gary's got a lot you know, of taxes this year. <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. Thank you for that, not Steve Hall in the house. Idea. Um, I like the idea. And if the Inland Revenue are listening, you do pretty well out of me, so don't complain. <laughs> you tell them. Um, he's not the only... You see, there is a little club called uh, Celebrity Black Cab Drivers, because yeah. there's Dawn Barlow. Dawn Barlow Terrible now. name, that. said in um, the paper that the, the black cab is, like, between 25 and 40 grand. He could have got an actual car for that. Mm. A better one. <laughs> well, there's Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. And Can you Kate, imagine yeah. if you got into his cab? I'd, cry, yeah. I'd walk. I'd rather go Shanks' pony than Fry. <laughs> Can you imagine? Old Kent Road, please, mate. Ah, oh, Kent, the Garden of England. He wouldn't <laughs> shut up. And did the Duke of Edinburgh have one as well? Yeah, apparently yeah. so. Yeah, yeah and the good thing about that is that um, he'd expressed the same views on immigration <laughs> as most yeah, cabbies. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be quite nice if, could you, if, if you met a celebrity driving their cab, because you could then go, you never get who I had <laughs> in the front of my cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like but to be a black cab driver, yeah. then I could say, you'll never guess who I had in the back of my cab, and it would take on a totally different meaning. <laughs> Is it that so they can drive in the taxi lanes? Is that the? No, I don't the, think it is. I think it's just that they like the shape. Of the, apparently, they're quite good fun to drive, and you can fit lots of people in the back. So why not? That's what I say. Yeah. I know Kate Moss has got one. Yeah. Can you imagine if you got in Kate Moss's cab? I hope you don't mind, but I've just got to pick up this guy Spider on the way. Yeah. I met him in the beach. He's really nice. I like him. <laughs> a lot. A lot of my audiences think I should get a black cab. I hear taxi for the comedians. <laughs> I hear that a great deal <laughs> through the curtain. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what I like the idea of, guys. Never mind a black cab. What about a London bus? Me in a bus. Oh, a bus would be great. Me, fun, on it? my own, just in the bus. Yeah. I'd play some music, thong song or something, <laughs> windows down. I'd take great pleasure in pulling up to the bus stop and then I'd see all their expectant faces and then just I'd just not even leave the scorched earth. Yeah. You, you, you could remake Summer Holiday. <laughs> you, was, you in the Cliff Richard role. You can buy an ambulance on eBay. I've had a look. <laughs> Sometimes I drink and the rest of the family are asleep upstairs and I just I just catch myself just, you know, surfing the internet. <laughs> That's a dodgy bit, bid on eBay, that. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'd love to see Prince Philip in a cab, though. Do you reckon he'd be a good driver? I think he might drive like a lunatic. Mm. Well, he, drove, he drove the old horse and trap. He used to drive that pretty well, so... Uh... I think he'd veer to the right, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be very... Get out of my way, poor people. Kind of warming to him. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Steve Hall in the house. I believe you have some news for in, us. Indeed. It's been a, a few months since I've last been on the show, and uh, my exciting news... It's quite... It's quite Obviously, it's quite a weird being happy and optimistic about the thing. Ordinarily, mm. I'm meant to be cynical and just talk about Dick Fiddy. Uh, but uh, my wife and I are having our first baby. Congratulations. Oh, I have Steve. successfully impregnated my good lady wife. OK. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well... I'm really glad you put that on, because I think he was about to be awful. <laughs> Steve, tell us about it. Well, it's, it's great. It's, uh, <laughs> nicely. Due, due tell out. us nicely our about first, it, Our first release is due out uh, June the 12th. <laughs> Do you think this oh. is how Simon Cowell told yeah, yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm very excited. June the 12th, the opening day of the World Cup. So uh, we're giving some nice. thoughts to know. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. We're, we're electing not to know. Okay. We're, we're, uh, we're tempted to It is definitely a boy or a girl. It's yes. not a member of five. <laughs> actually, Another species. I, I, don't, I don't want it to be born and then look at it and go, actually, nah. <laughs> <laughs> We're tempted to name it. It's first day of the World Cup is when it's due out, so we're tempted to name it after the first scorer. Oh. And it's Brazil-Croatia, I think, is the first game. So, Neymar Hall. Or uh, or or Jules Ramey. Just go for a... a, a Do you know, that's like a, a lovely that's name, nice Jules Ramey. Jules Ramey Hall. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? I'd definitely date someone called that. Male or female. I'm not fussy. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Congratulations. Well done, though. It's, that's lovely it's, news. Uh, it's pretty overwhelming. It's, mm. uh, it's an, it's in, I'm interested by by people's experiences. I don't know if you're meant to be as terrified as I am. I don't, um, well, I forgot to have children, as you may or may not be aware. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. It made me feel like a hunter-gatherer briefly. Is that, is that something that's happened to you? Have you thought, I'm going to have to Yeah, yeah this, there is like that this. sense of, I, I must learn to do the basics uh, of life. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You so what have you been doing in preparation? So well, we're doing... Uh, my wife's big into yoga and mindfulness. There's a mindfulness yoga... <laughs> yeah. My wife's big into yoga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's but, um, bang up for it, yoga. But she had to do... She's, she's been doing this baby yoga thing. Uh, and oh, they I don't like get, the sound of that. They get you to imagine that you are the baby and you have to sort of... I, I won't go into overly graphic detail, but they imagine that you are the baby pushing against the bits that you have to push out, push against to get in. Mm. And you have to punch. Let's say the escape hatch. The escape yeah. hatch, indeed. <laughs> and you have to it's imagine the escape hatch, yeah? And through so, the trap door. So you the crea- sunroof. You create the escape hatch with your hands, mm. uh, and then you ima- and then you put the top, top of your head against it, and you imagine you're the baby emerging. I think I'd rather talk about Dick Fiddy's <laughs> things, to be honest. <laughs> and, can't, uh, can't they just do a sun salutation and go home? <laughs> <Is that enough? laughs> can't they just go and buy Peruvian scarves? It's one of the strangest... Because she, she, I mean, she, everyone's laughing, and the, and mm. the yoga instructor is getting annoyed, because everyone is re- realising it's just... Because you look like some weird pans people tribute dance group. <laughs> Uh, and then part of the mindfulness thing is they try and sit, tell you to, it, during labour, you think about things as they are, you try and stay in the moment, and that helps you chill out. And so one of the things they think about is the fact that the pain, this is what they tell you, the pain during childbirth lasts a combined total mm. of only 12 minutes. That's oh, that's the, not That's bad. the amount of pain. Really? Um, but, uh, and I've said that that's to... That's like ev- dating to, a member of five. Yeah, but every woman I've spoken to who has given birth has laughed... Their backside of when you go, oh yeah, only twelve minutes of pain. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Daisy, you've given birth. What do you say to that? Twenty four hours. <laughs> Twenty four hours. hours of pain. We once interviewed a doula uh, uh, who's like a, a sort of a female helper for the the birthing mother, mm. um, and uh, and she said, oh. Uh, through good breathing, I find that you can have a pain-free birth. And at that point, we opened the door and said, <laughs> yeah. OK, you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next I, interview. Yeah. See, I think I, like I was idea. quite a good uh, female birthing helper. When my sister gave birth, I walked into the labour ward um, and I said, do you like my new shoes? <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly what I said. What people need is a distraction. <laughs> it was a distraction. She went some, great shoes. Some Jimmy Chews. And then she vomited. Fabulous. Well, can you imagine if, the punch I would receive if my wife was midway through giving birth, the most painful experience, and I went, come on, love, it's only 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're Stop on crying. Of pain. Calm <laughs> yeah. down, dear. Not, not the first back. time you've ever said that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. So at some point, eventually, Steve, you'll get to go to some baby groups and uh, 
as a as a fellow comedian, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy those. <laughs> They're effectively a captive audience where people are just slightly highly strung and it doesn't take an awful lot to storm it. <laughs> you can really? Yeah, you can just chip in. Do you become with friends with all the people then that you go to these groups with? Well, I think most people do. I've also thought it's a bit of an odd way to select friends, but that's just me. <laughs> I think most people become... You're having a baby too! <laughs> yeah, they become what they call NTSC buddies or NTC buddies. Oh. Uh, what we elected to do was to move 200 miles away from those people. <laughs> 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 Different struggles for different folks that's that's how we were rolling um but yeah i mean some weird questions we were in one and uh, and the woman said um has anybody got any questions about the baby and this gentleman put his hand up and said uh, yeah how soon can i shave the baby's head <laughs> and, and the woman was said, it charles bronson <laughs> no it was this guy and she uh, like a, a, a sort of a right on mm. sort of she went um is that is that a a thing that you would want to do for <laughs> cultural reasons. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm just wondering. <laughs> just wanted to know. I, I was thinking, well, I never really got a definitive answer, but I thought it was one of the strangest questions. I love the sound of that Mitchell brother's father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it is remarkable, the different human responses you get. It's it's really... Look, I was so excited. The day... The day that we were, we knew it was definitely yes. happening. I was so, mm-hmm. I was so overexcited. I said, I told the audience on stage in Leicester. Wow, I was so Aww. happy! I just went, uh, we've, we've done it. Uh, and someone well, immediately, I hope you then went on to say, we've done it, and we're having a baby as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, someone immediately shouted out, "It's not yours." Oh, <laughs> that's what happens. Welcome to Leicester. If you express honesty to a stand-up comedy <laughs> yeah, yeah, audience. That's what uh, I shout to some of the footballers yeah. at various games. Yes. <laughs> um, so, someone else also told me, it's, it's odd the thing, the wisdom people, one old lady after after a gig, she just went, you'll never look at poo the same way. And you're going to go, I don't know, I don't really know how I looked at poo before. Yeah, <laughs> well now, yeah. You just become... Absolutely awful. You become Steve. more comfortable around it. I smelt some I don't want to discuss it any... Day. I'm not comfortable awful. around it. I've still got standards. Well... Can I tell you... That's is. not true, for a start. <laughs> Can I tell you what I don't like, listeners? What the cockerel's done, we were talking about extreme weather conditions, and we all know the cockerel's got an issue with low winter sun, am I right? Oh, God, yeah. So what he says, he turns around to Daisy, um, and he suddenly says... Sort the blinds. I didn't say <laughs> so sort he the did. blinds. So she's lowered the... Very bl- politely, could you lower the blinds, please? Well, the blinds have been lowered, and it's all gone a bit, you can leave your hat on. It's dark in here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's like the beginning to the worst porn film in the world. Oh, my goodness. I don't like it. Um, well, Steve, this is very exciting news, and we're very happy for you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Looking forward to the birth of Eric. <laughs> you can't. Are Eric, you Eric to... Hall is the late oh, great departed course, agent. Yeah. So, uh... Are you allowed to discuss any potential names or not at this we, stage in the talk- game? We've been di- we've been talking names, um, but because we, we were going to call it, we wanted to call it Frank. My, my wife's granddad was <gasps> called Frank, um, but her twin Shut brother, up. her twin brother, has uh, just beaten. So he had his his first child oh, uh, a few months ago, and they've uh, yeah. they've named it Frank after people their granddad. Beat you to the name, and also, you, I think it's worth not telling people before the child is born because then if people go. Oh, they put you off at it. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. And so you're back to square one. Everyone knew a horrible Harriet. You know, it's that thing, isn't yeah. it? Did they? Yeah, I did. It's right. also with the surname Hall, there are certain names just obviously. Yeah, Harriet Hall, yeah. you don't want it changed. They, they can sound like a hospice, like Harriet Hall sounds like a palliative care place. Or uh, Albert Hall, you can't have Jack Hall, Day of the Jack Hall. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I like that. I will keep us posted on names then. Well, I, if you, I don't yeah. think we could workshop think, it over brunch. I think I might call it, it might... Alan. Would that be weird if I called it just Alan after? Um, I think you shouldn't call it Frank. That's a bad idea. Well, particularly because Frank Hall, there's the horse Frankel, oh. so you can't really call it. Uh, 
named after a popular horse, Frankel. Yes, I, I'm, I'm familiar with that. I believe we're going to sashay onto email corner as well now. OK. Um, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I was listening to your podcast from the 25th of January and I couldn't help hearing that one of you seems to have a creaky chair. That's me oh, this week. Oh, yes. Uh, let me just illustrate. Have you got the creaker? <laughs> there it is. But the sound effect comes across as that of a turnstile like you have in the entrance of the baths. You do, I don't. Yeah. Oh, I can hear it. I spent the t- entire show imagining people coming through with a rolled-up towel. Maybe Frank would like to add this to his extensive sound effect repertoire. Love the show. <laughs> oh, I read, I read out the love the show a bit. I was yeah. so distracted by the sound effect. You mustn't effect. ever read out I like, phrase. I like the, her phrase, entrance of the bar. She's she writing from 1968. Yes. <laughs> um, see, I have a sort of Hobson's choice every Saturday. I'm not referring to uh, Alan and Steve. Um, <laughs> but it's do I go for the creaker or mm-hmm. do I go for the slider? Yeah, well, Again, is... I'm not referring to Alan and Steve. But I sometimes find, for, for example, this morning, Al, I had the slider, didn't I? Where the cushion slides off. Yes, and, uh, and it's, I, I've, I've swapped with you. Actually, the creaker and the slider are the same one, aren't they? What is it with these chairs? It's like some Oxford University interview where they're trying to psych you out. <laughs> to be honest, it sounds a lot like my hip clicking anyway, so I'm quite comfortable That's with this That's the thing, because I'm aware of your back issues. So when, I hear, yeah. when I heard that, I was worried... Oh, it's just Alan's sacroiliac joint playing him up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the old curiosity shop in here. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Oh, you know who I want to talk about? Um, Ray Mears, the survivalist. No. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> Nancy Delolio. Oh? Do you know what I love about Nancy? Um, everything. Everything. <laughs> that was going to be my guess. I've got to be honest. <laughs> she now she often gets a mention on the show. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if I can call her a friend of the show because really that's Frank's call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she's at least friends with benefits of the show, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she's almost friend of the show. She's well known for her work. Um, let's say in the football community. <laughs> <laughs> and she's now decided uh, she'd like to try her hand at commentating. Yeah. What do we think about this? I believe her exact words were, I want to be commentator, but not about technique. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And in that accent. Yeah. <laughs> in that accent entirely. It's like she walked into the room and took yeah. over hosting the show. That <laughs> yeah. I was looking and seeing Nancy yeah. Delolio. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if Robbie Savage can do it, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is true. I love it. I love... Uh, she she uh, said in the... Um, in the interview sh- that she's done, she said that she would discuss other things too, and other things is an inverted <laughs> comment. Is it just me, or is that a threat to the football community <laughs> yeah. that she's going to commentate and gossip simultaneously? <laughs> Which I think would be fun, like, when she's yeah. watching and playing, oh, yeah, he slept with the uh, captain's <laughs> wife. <laughs> sort of what I do, to be honest. It's great. I also love the fact she said she can't go to England, she can't watch England's first game in the World Cup because she's going to a wedding. And I love that. If, if all commentators were like that, if it was John Watson just going, yeah, I'm here at Tony's Stag. It's kicking off a bit. He's had a bit too much to drink. <laughs> I like the fact that she's saying that just in case there's any broadcasters listening with their file of facts out going, oh, we've got to get Nancy. <laughs> Hang on a minute. When's the first... Oh, she's going to a wedding. That's. I'd love it if Gary Lineker used that as an excuse why he couldn't commentate on an England game. I'll ask him anyway. Actually, I had a Starbucks with him this week. I was desperate to get that in. Really nice. Um, but it's, it's great because I'm glad that Nancy is still going. Because I sort of regard her as a kind oh, of... Oh, I don't think she'll be very happy with that, <laughs> for a view. Well, I, yeah. I, Still going. Yeah. I regard her as a, as a creature of our recent social history. There are things... Okay. I don't know. I regard her in the same capacity as sort of Bally Kiss Angel or the blokes <laughs> from Hearsay. Okay. Where every now and then they can be going, oh, them! Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about them. 
does this mean that she'll probably end up on The Voice? <laughs> yes, something like that. Oh, no, you see, to me, she's a really vital part of my cultural really? life. Mm. Yeah. Well, she seemed, from the pictures of her, she seems to have a promising career as Dorian from Birds of a Feather. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dorian Gray, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> i tell you what I would... I'd like to hear her commentating, though. Can you yeah. imagine what she'd say? She'd be a bit like when I watch football, though. Mm-hmm. She would comment on the clothes. Coat, yeah. coat in technical area, atrocious. <laughs> that's how she, that's how she talked. I think it's good though. Yeah. I think she'd bring a lot to it. Well, a couple of my mates from university have become sports commentators, and it's it's what? quite it's quite lovely to see the their more their than progress. one two, two friends of mine. There's Steph Guerrero. He went to university with Lauro. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> he's an Who excellent uh, rugby uh, commentator in Wales and does uh, a lot of Welsh sport. Really? And there's uh, another fellow called John Harris Bass who's who's been on Eurosport and does a lot of tennis. I'm not being rude, well. but they're not famous enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, uh, you Steve. You are, and you are. But I've just described going for a coffee with Gary Lineker. <laughs> and you're giving me some Cestic Fiddy or whatever his name is <laughs> I've got, I've on got Eurosport. In this chat. You, you I don't know any sports commentator. <laughs> Come no, on, Starbucks with Gary Lineker is. Uh, is my that, that sounds like a sequel to an evening with Gary Lineker. <laughs> <laughs> a Starbucks with Gary Lineker. Can I say he looked immaculate as well? Yes. Oh, he, does, he looks great. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing bad to say about them. Did man. you get papped in Starbucks? No. That would be M- bad. Much to my chagrin. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've um, had uh, an email. Did uh, we? Back in email corner from Adam, uh, who said, uh, I'm an LTR FTW. Mm. I like that, long-time reader, first-time writer, or Le Truftwa. Um, <laughs> uh, after last week's show, which featured many references... Oh, it's it's actually a good two name weeks for ago, your child. Le Truftwa. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. it. Yeah, mm. Le Truftwa Hall. Mm. Awesome. That's, yeah, set, nice. that's settled. The wife will be delighted. <laughs> it's good because it's, it's neither a girl or a boy, so that name will just work. You don't need to... It's a lovely or generic, yeah. <laughs> He said it was actually from uh, two weeks ago, I think. Uh, he said, okay. Um, it, uh, the, the show featured many references to friends of the show. Um, uh, I mean, he was left puzzled because he cannot for the life of me remember if Armin Mivers is officially a friend of the show or not. And as per Frank's ru- rules, he's unable to Google or Exia said... Ecosia. Uh, sorry, I always say that wrong. Uh, That's uh, like Alan's Descartes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, the, what was worse, Alan saying Descartes or you saying Escocia yeah. or whatever you say? Ecosia. Okay, thank you. Don't get corrections. That it's his belief that the number of references to Armin warrants being a friend of the show, uh, and if he's not been given this recognition or honour, there could be a Twitter backlash against the show. Please enlighten me. So should um, should Armin Mivers, who is Alan, how would you describe him? He's a German cannibal. Yeah. That's... I'm going for it. Oh, no. That's got more grandiose, hasn't it? Surely it needs a new... It should be fiend of the show. Yes, he's not not friend of the show. I think Frank would be mortified. We should call it friend of the show sick, spelled incorrectly. But we do have in our collection of friends of the show, we have Mahatma Gandhi, Ross Noble and Peter the Wild. It's quite a strange night down the pub. Friend of the show is usually reserved for people who've had some sort of, you know, specific contact or reference with. So unless... Armin Mivers what, is like the Mahatma reason Gandhi. that Gareth left. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Armin Mivers came up. We should um, furnish readers with the information mm, if they're yes. new. Uh, because um, when people are dressing their baby, there was a few that when they were saying, put your arm in, they would say, Armin Mivers. <laughs> um, and actually, we've had, uh, we've had an email entitled, First World Problems and Song to Get Baby Changed. Uh, hi, Frank Allen M., uh, I literally just had a first world problem that I wanted to share with you. It's the annoyance of washing up when the dishwasher is full and clean. Oh, yeah. But realising that the cafetiere hasn't been cleaned out, so where do you pour all of the bits? 
It's getting <gasps> vigorous nodding in the room. Yes. Um, I hate the bits. Also, when changing my baby Fred, I sing, hands up, baby, hands up, give me your arm, give me, give me your arm, give me, give me, to the tune of Disco by Ottawa. That's a great call. Oh, that's a good one. That's I, really good. Did we have an idiomine as well? We did have an idiomine. Yeah. I, uh, I get... Um, them to lean on me and i sing lean on me um, do you but i've also noticed another one that i did the other night my son was using mouthwash the children's one not the full uh still one. quite odd anyway and I, <laughs> if i'm honest i find that quite odd i started singing mouthwashing <laughs> we're mouthwashing to the tune of uh, lou reed's nightclubbing or at least i think so <laughs> i think, I think that's that a tune. lovely positive role model for a child yeah, lou reed i want his life to be really influenced by lou reed yeah um guys that's all we've got time for i'm afraid no it's been loving I'm lovely having you pair <laughs> i am not it's a going. Sitting protest <laughs> i'm telling you i'm not going stay um coming up we have mark crossley but thank you so much for joining us this, this morning and we'll be seeing you you're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.